Welcome, Welcome to, to Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. With an echo. And James. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay. And lady-like. Ladies and they like, like ladies. Mm. Happy New Year, ladies. Yes. Happy New Year, gays. Happy New Year to everyone. This week on Minority Corner. Well, it is a bonus episode for the new year. So back when we were in Chicago, we are still getting some gems out of our trip to Chicago back in November. We're going to stretch that out. It's Chicago is called the Minority Corner Broth. Yes. We just keep stretching it, it is the, until we can't stretch no more. It's just a bountiful place. It's the land of milk and honey. But when we were out in uh, Chicago, we interviewed wonderful, talented, smart, wonderful... Amazing. Shantira Jackson from Second City. Uh, actor, comedian, activist, everything. Improver. Just everything. Amazing. She dropped some fucking truth-ass bombs in this interview. Yeah. And it was such a great interview that we wanted to give it its own episode. So that is mainly the bulk of the episode, but we'll touch base before we jump into that. Yeah, we just didn't want to cut it off, you know? Yeah, no. All right, well, let's get into your Happy New Year episode. Yay, special bonus New Year episode with Shantira Jackson! Hey, I was being attacked. I don't know. It was not. It did not sound celebratory. It sounded. Oh, I was that. Oh shit! That was not a celebratory scream. It was. Don't. I hope you didn't scream that way when the ball dropped. Did you scream that way? Ah! 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 No. That's what it said. Happy New Year. It was. I got real worried. Is that not the traditional scream from someone? That, oh, that's why everyone kept knocking on my door being like, what is going on? It's like, I'm celebrating the new, new year. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> close the door. They close my own door. They don't let me close it. They just close it for me. You know they're that's awkward. Like, mm. You know that's an awkward situation when the person who knocked, they close they the door. They close the door for you. Yeah. And then and I can, yes, it yes. is a new it is a new year, new eyes. I got a new it is 2017. We are on an <laughs> odd like, number. Sevens are like lucky. You did, not, you did not finish the song. I just I got a new <laughs> I, I got a myself new attitude cuz I'm so excited for 2017. I feel like every single year I'm always so bedraggled by the end that I'm like Ugh. and then the beginning of the year yes. I'm super excited. So I'm going to let this yeah. excitement Keep me going forward. Absolutely. And I think that's like going back to our last week's or whatever, the episode we did about Kwanzaa. All the more reason to celebrate your Kwanzaa, y'all. It's so true. And today is the final day of Kwanzaa. Is it though? I don't know. We don't know when these episodes are coming out. Yeah. But, uh, technically. Well, anyways, it happened. It happened. Um, Enjoy. New Year's. So let's keep that new energy going in to this year, what are some things that you are going to do for yourself so that way you don't get so bedrazzled by the time this time next year is not the same 
we just don't end up playing the same episode of like fuck this year. Yeah, this is gonna be okay. So this is my anti bedraggled list for Neke Fitz Clark for the year right, twenty seventeen. Yes, I am not gonna focus on drama. Mm, not having it. You not know, this year. This is your Mary J. Blige year. No drama <laughs> in this dancery. <laughs> No. Oh, man. Can I also tell you, I'm not the biggest Mary J. Blige fan. I'm not really that, either. That, I like her. I I think I think it's cute that she's around and still doing her thing, but I'm not, cute. like, a big, like, I'm not, like, gonna go <laughs> run off to the next Mary J. Blige concert. Like, I'm not like, ooh, gotta get my tickets. I mean, I love and support her, but I feel like she just doesn't appeal to me in a certain way. I like what she represents. I like that she makes little cameos on TV shows, which is great. I like that she's been in the I, game for hella years now. I do love that, and that she is like an older black woman, and she has not aged a day. She looks and great. And she's still like, hey, I'm doing it. And she also does awkward interviews with Hillary Clinton. I love all of it. Oh, that was amazing. It was amazingly awkward. She, she and I also remember sang her at her. Interviews. <laughs> she <laughs> said that she did karaoke with her family and sang Pat Benatar, and for some reason that really endeared her to my heart. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that like I love Mary J. Blige as a person. I'm just not the biggest fan of her music. Well, she doesn't know who you are, so I think that it balances. That's true. I just thought that that fine song was so cheesy. I'm what fine, song? fine, 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 Actually, I just now came around to it because I was dancing at a nightclub in my zone. I won't tell you what kind of zone I was, but I was in a zone. And I finally, can pretty much guess what zone you're in. <laughs> and and finally, you were in a zone. that song spoke to me. It was like the heavens <laughs> opened up and I was like, I get the song now. See, because you feel good. It's when you're like, I am feeling myself (laughs) right now. It's one of everybody needs a song like that. That's true. I, you know what, I, I was in high school and not feeling myself at the time, so maybe I just wasn't. I was listening to like, you know, corn and like Limp Biscuit and like angry, (laughs) angry butt. You were in. You just let the world know some (laughs) truths about you that I would suggest you might. I was not to reconsider. Should I edit that out? I was not fine. I'm being full open out. I was not fine. And so that song was not speaking to me. Anyways. And now you are. But your New Year's okay, resolution. So, yeah. so no drama. So no drama. I'm going to try and stay away from gossip and feeding into things and trying to be as positive that I absolutely can because I've noticed that a lot of that negativity that comes with that really affects me. It really kind of eats into who I Mm -hmm. am and I internalize it and I just don't think that I'm the best person for the rest of the community in the world when I'm like feeding into negativity. So I'm going to try and avoid drama. I'm going to try and leave my life with positivity. Um, I love that. That is so beautiful. You know, I think it's, and I don't even want to say that it's a new New Year's resolution. I just want to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I need to keep reminding myself of that. I want to be more creative. Mm-hmm. I want to support my family and friends in as much as possible, and be there for them, and celebrate them, and love them, share love. Yeah. And I think what I love about your resolutions, for one, I th- I love it on twofold because it's like one, you're talking about how it's really what you're saying is self care. Like part of your self care yeah. process is going to yes. Uh, you're you're gonna take care of yourself you're not gonna let the negativity in and you're gonna focus on positive things because you find that like you yourself are better from that and then what i love is that you're then taking it a step further and you're like i'm gonna be 
of service to others, to my family, to yeah. my friends, and to my community. So I love it. Like it's such two two fronts. I think that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm trying to keep it as vague as possible because when I try and do like a hard line and be like, I'm going to exercise three times a week, I'm, I fail. And I don't want to set myself up for failure or being disappointed. I want to set myself up with a goal that's achievable. And to me, being positive and sharing love and support to other people and avoiding drama is not, is something that I will always just have to continuously have to remind myself of for the rest of my life. Yeah, totally. You know, I, um, I think that that's very beautiful. I think that's great too. And because like, it's really about, and everybody who's setting their, their goals for this year, um, Mm -hmm. it's about wins. It's about small wins. So part of that is setting achievable goals. Right. So even if it was like, I'm going to work out once a week or something like something that's like a a challenge, but yet achievable. And yeah. And I'm not saying that like, if for, for someone else, if like working out three or four or seven days a week is like an achievable realistic goal for you go right ahead yeah. i just know myself i got a dusty ass membership to planet fitness you better dust it off it's <laughs> <laughs> you need to you're only paying 10 bucks a month i guess that's why you're just like well, whatever just send bucks it's like a cocktail don- a month. you were like donating to planet I fitness am- <laughs> i'm gonna go eventually but it's just not a goal of mine <laughs> fair enough well, what about you, you? Well, what, if, I, what do you got lined up? I since I'm already working. Out, yeah, well, you're a machine. Since I'm already working out six days a week. I don't. <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> how Oprah talks about how to create ha- habits. You do something for thirty days. It's how you create a habit. So it's just a matter of like mm. doing it, and then you got to stay on it. I'm piggybacking off of like taking that same momentum of what it is that you're talking about. I think we're on the same yeah. page here. Um, I you know I'm getting closer. I mean. Hugging up closer to my my Buddhist practice. Um, mm. I first started studying Buddhism probably back in April and have come and gone and fell off of it and fell on it. But I've been meditating off and on for like so probably since like 2013. So this oh, year, oh wow, that's good. Because I'm I'm on the same page with you. Like I mm-hmm. positivity, like you know, I need to focus on positivity. And again, yeah. like when I say positivity, it's like I'm not saying like everything's got to be fine and happy. Like yeah, it's acknowledging when anger comes but being able to experience it feel it and let it go and not hold on to it and cling to it right i love it yes um, so i want to get more closer onto my, my meditation process and just, just doing it daily even if it's just you know 10 minutes a day or whatever it is i can because it's like that's self-care and i should be able to take yeah. at least 10 minutes for myself each day so true like mm-hmm. and then that's gonna help fuel my other desires as i want to you know be more politically active uh and also also, whether that's in politics or also the art that i do as an actor so i want to try to do at least one political show this year um i love that and i want to contact my local state representative at least twice within this year so again small goals so even if it's like an email or something and then i also want to attend like a city council meeting so those are just a few of my my resolutions that i want to do just keeping the same momentum that we have but like you said the cornerstone of it is keeping my base right, you know? Right. So you're taking it two steps further where it's, you are making sure that you are right within and that you are, that you call attention to yourself and making sure that you are in touch with yourself and then extending that further to the community. And you're going even further to the community at large, our American community, by getting politically active with art and also with politics and contacting politicians. And I think that's beautiful. And we can all take a page from that. Yeah. 
So, Minority Corner Kids, what are you, what are some of your resolutions or some of your goals? You can uh, share them in the Minority Corner Kids Playground or send us an yes. audio file, send us a little audio voice memo of what you have cooking up, what your plans are, or if you have any questions about uh, what, to do, what to, to do, how to, you to know. do it. The corner is here for you. The corner is open. Um, can I? There is, <laughs> the corner is open. There's something that I wanted to circle back to before we get to our interview with Shantira Jackson. Um, Shantira Jackson. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but a long time ago, I had mentioned um, Ali Wong, the Netflix yes. series, not the series, Love the stand-up her. comedian. Have you? If you haven't seen her Netflix series um, uh, special, Baby Cobra, go watch it right now. And that it's so good. It is it's so good. So good. Ali Wong is so fucking hilarious. And she's and Bay Area too, motherfucker. Yes. Better represent. Aneke, can you do me a favor? I was watching this and I was like, mm-hmm. Aneke needs to be friends with her. You need to be friends with Ali Wong. <laughs> you are the same age. You are. So, you guys are both artists and doing amazing work. You need to become friends with her. Believe me, I would like to if I could. I'm not like, it's not like she lives in my building. But she is in the Bay Area and she's there. She's had her baby. You need to go. What am I going to do? Be like, hey, Allie, I got you this present. We need to tweet at her or but something. How? <laughs> you will figure it out. You are a resourceful librarian woman. I don't want to be a creep, though. How do I become friends with something? You... That's a good question. Yeah. I have an ass, an ass minority corner question. How, does... how do I, as an adult woman, make new friends? Specifically targeting, it's a hard thing to do. True. Specifically targeting ones that are uh, who are in the Bay Area and slightly famous-ish, have Netflix series. Um, I would say she's she's famous. She's she on the precipice of fame right now. She also... Because she works on Fresh Off the Boat. She does. She's one of the writers of Fresh Off the Boat. And, you know, watching her stand-up comedy, it made me realize she is... Like, I see where a lot of constant woo gets a lot of her character from. Because there were some line mm. deliveries that I was like, oh my God, this is just like Constance Wu on Fresh Out the Boat. So, mm-hmm. and just like so brilliant the way that she talks about just everything feminism. She's hilarious. Race. She just is so fucking brilliant. I and love I just her. She's the best. Highly recommend Now it. I'm going to be embarrassed if I ever meet her and do become friends. I'm going to be like, don't listen to my New Year's episode. Don't do it. The New, York, New Year's baby episode. Um, I She's also- going to be like, you're a creep. <laughs> Gab my face. No, she'll be like, that is funny. And you guys is like, your kids will play with each other. I've already envisioned. I don't have children. Yet. Not right now. Yet. I know. I'm just saying. I am without child. I'm half drunk right now, anyways. <laughs> oh my God. I will point out it is like three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, when people are listening to this, this is the New Year's episode, so I'm probably drunk somewhere. That's true. You're right. I hope <laughs> I hope before New Year's, before that ball drops, people are like, I gotta listen to this episode. Where they kiss their lover. And then just picture me drunk somewhere. Yeah, do it. Probably in my living room watching Real Housewives. Probably. Yay, (laughs) she's about that 30-year-old life. Also, just, I don't know, there's another show I wanted to recommend, uh, and I don't know what what you're maybe watching and you want to throw to the the listeners as well. I stumbled upon Mm. this uh, because I was really sick. First of all, I don't know if you know this, but when you get sick in cold weather atmospheres, your lymph nodes swell up. I don't know. I live in California. Exactly. It's always nicely temperature over here. And you just get a cold and it's, you know, uncomfortable and that's it. I woke up and I had swollen lymph nodes. It's just breathable air. My lymph nodes were swollen on just one side. And that apparently is typical in cold weather regions. Thought I was dying. Why'd you move to New York? Thought I had a tumor. But that was that. No. 
No. Um, but this show called Crazy Heads on Netflix, it's a British series, and it's sort of like Black Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Where it's like the two protagonists are sort of like Buffy-esque, and it's a black woman and a white woman, but the black woman is already like, this isn't a spoiler, but she's already in it. Like, she's already like doing her thing, where she's kind of having to show the white woman, like, this is how it is. And it just is like, it's beautiful, funny, and I just like, I love me some Buffy, and I essentially got like a, a black Buffy called Crazy Heads. I love it. We need to get more black people in science fiction things mm-hmm. because I feel like we're sorely misrepresented. People don't tend to think of black people as like wizards or yeah. like, you know, like we can be science fiction too. We don't always got to be in gritty ass real dramas. Right. And I love it because like she's not like a sidekick at all. Like she is her own human yes. person doing having like just badassery and she's also kind of she's hilarious she's so funny I forget the name of the lead actress and she's also like she's also kind of like a normal size she's a normal sized woman like she's not like I love it just, yeah stick so. thin and like whatever mm, yeah so what are you there is a show coming up because there's a show that's supposed to be like girls where it's two um women of color in their um, early 20s living their life Ooh. and I can't find the name of it but if I do I'm gonna post it on the Minority Corner Playground um, I think somebody already posted it on the Minority Corner Playground I just can't go through it right now so tag for that but then also there's going to be a show in 2017 so that's now, now. called Brown Girls oh. and it's about um, two women um, from and it looks like they are of Indian descent and it's a comedy pilot, and it's going to be on Freeform. Oh, so dope. y'all should watch that, too. Hey, love seeing that diversity up on it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, before we get to our interview of Shantir Jackson, let's get over to our Quizlet corner so I can quiz you. Okay, and yeah. this new year, I- the record is scratched. You are starting off as a winner in this new year. Oh, look at, okay. So. I like this. Starting the new year with some good tidings yes. from James. Yes. You, everybody gets to start off the year as a winner. And then it just decreases I love from that. there. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Hey, winner. Let's do it. Let's do it. Quizlet Corner, Quizlet Corner, Quizlet, Quizlet, Quizlet Corner. Everybody's a winner. Okay. You have four things, and just one of these is not true. As we get into the new year, here we go. All right. I'm ready. Number one, local politics. New Illinois law mandates domestic violence training for hairdressers. Could be true. Could not be true. Mandates training for hairdressers, hairstylists? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. I have a question. Up. What? Do, if you're a hair professional, would mm-hmm. you rather be called a hairdresser or a hairstylist? Okay. We'll say, I'm going to go with hairstylist and say that this article is behind the times, perhaps. Oh, okay. I don't know. Let us know. Um, Hair artiste. Hair practitioner. Ooh, hair artist. Hair aficionado. I don't know if I go to a hair <laughs> yeah. I'll just go to my but hair, hair aficionado sounds like you got a fetish. <laughs> Not yucking your yum. Just don't know if I want you up in my tresses. And that I'm paying you for this because it's one thing that it's sort of like a pro- like, and I'm all for prostitution, but like, I just want right. my hair cut. 
Yeah, you should be paying me if you are a hair aficionado. So then, actually, that's kind of cool because then it's like you get a free haircut. And you somebody also, like you might have got some more than what you bargained for. <laughs> yeah, there might be some hidden treasures in there. All right. Okay. So, sorry. Could be true. Could not be true. Yeah. Okay. Um. Number two, Lee Daniels believes that his white lead in his upcoming show Star is what America needs to heal its racial divide. Yeah, I know this Could one. Could be true. Could not be true. Hot mess Jones. Oh, God. This is why we had to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three, California lawmaker Mike Honda is on a mission to protect his trans granddaughter. Could oh. be true. Could not be true. It could turn out to be false, so don't get too excited. Okay, well, I hope it's true, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Number four, Shamar Moore comes out as gay. Oh, okay. One of these is not true. Um, I watched Watch What Happens Live on Bravo when Shamar Moore was on it. So I know that that last one is not true. But he did address that there are a lot of gay rumors about him. He was a little patronizing, but I think that he was okay. Yeah, I saw because I was I saw this other interview that I think stemmed off of off of that conversation that he had. First of all, Shamar Moore, fucking sexy as all hell, and I'm he not looks one good. of those. And I'm not one of those people. Like I love if you're beautiful and wonderful and not an asshole. That's awesome. Like I don't need you to be gay. I don't need you to not be gay. I can. Right. I don't care. Good for you. Live um, your life. Live your life. Yeah, he was talking about like because there are all, all these like you know gay rumors or whatnot, and I think like he's one of those actors like. He's had to talk about it so often and so much. And I think, mm-hmm. like, some shit got said because, like, he took a picture next to this gay... This, a fan was like, yeah, hey, let's take a picture. And he put his arm around him. And then people were like, oh, he's gay. And he God said... God forbid. Like... Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about, he's like, yeah, I have fans that are gay and are, are inspired yeah. by me. And, like, I'm an entertainer. And he's like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Not put my arm around them and not right, stand next exactly. to them? Right. Uh, and he said, you know, that if you if that makes me gay, then you're just simple minded and I don't play with that. Yeah, because to me, that speaks to a bigger issue. If that speaks to me as like almost homophobia and perpetuating yeah. male touch and like one, it's OK to be gay Two, yeah. it's OK to touch another man if you're a man and be whatever mm-hmm. sexual orientation that you are. Yes. And three. Who the fuck cares? This is bullshit. Get out of your business. It's one thing, like, I can get it if you're, like, sitting there hoping and if you just spend your time on the internet combing through (laughs) photos. Hoping and praying. Trying to, like, make, just hoping that you're going to find proof that he's gay because you want to sleep with him. Okay, I think you should be using your time better. But that's usually not the case. It's usually some dude in a basement who's always trying to, like, you know... What like a commun- people or whatever. Yeah, a gay witch hunt, which I think that yeah. speaks more to you than anything else. So go back to our episode about therapy. I think you should look into it. And yeah. Maybe look, look into that. And also, I, I would like to, this is a little beside the point, but Shamar Moore was kind of weird on that episode because he oh. like made out with Phaedra Parks from Real Housewives and was oh. like being hella sexual and mm. like... I don't know. That's weird. Maybe he was just like horny or something. Yeah. He needs to tone it down a notch. And he kept being like light skin powered, light skin guys. Like he's insecure about being light skin, which is a whole nother issue in the black community. 
Oh, damn. Shamar Moore is bringing up a lot of things. And this is how more gay rumors get started because maybe he was overcompensating. See? And now we're right back down that rabbit hole. Down that rabbit hole. And we're back. Could be true, could not be true. (laughs) That was... That one's indecisive. We just take that one off yeah. the list. Um, okay, moving up. So then uh, it would be so sad. Oh, do you know which one is true? I almost answered it for you. Wait, I oh, thought wait, that... the rest. Oh, yeah, the rest of them are true. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I got what it be... right. Wouldn't it be sad you did? You're even more of a winner than you were 20 minutes ago. Wouldn't it be wait, sad? Wait, okay, hold on. What? I like how you took my me being a winner at the start of the year and somehow made it even less... Instead Wait, of me what? just maintaining my winnerdom, now I'm more of a winner. So I was a loser at the beginning of the year. That is how you reframe it. Positivity. Positivity. Oh, yeah. I'm saying your amount of how much you are a winner knows no bounds. So before okay, there was there like, it was like you were this much of a winner and now you're just expanded. It's like, well, I can be a winner even this much more. Okay. All right. I like just that your twist. Framing. Just your framing. I like- <laughs> So reframe it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's California yes. lawmaker uh, Mike Honda. would be so sad if I was like, I made this up. Um, I know. He I'm glad is, this is true. Yeah, he's implementing educational programs that address gender as a spectrum rather than a binary. Isn't that Yes. Dope? Yeah. And so I just wanted to point this out along with the other one, uh, the first one that I read, um, just showing how like in local politics, there's some really great movements and things that are happening. So keep, you know, an eye out. Um Local right. news, actually, like, turn off the CNN. If you're going to watch the news, watch local news. There's some good shit on there that, like, they'll show you, and they'll show you some funny shit, too, of, like, they this, tr- <laughs> this truck couldn't stop going down this icy road, and it kept pushing other cars. That's dangerous. It, no one got hurt, so it's funny. I watched a local thing about raccoons coming through doggy doors. <laughs> oh, see? Local news, <laughs> invading y'all. invading homes. Yeah. It's an epidemic. So also, <laughs> but you're bringing in a good point where it's like, yes, there's been a lot of national attention to some of our political leaders that we have and all of that controversy. But if you look at the local level, there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of difference that can be made. So mm-hmm. get involved in your community and you'll see that things will start to slowly shift and change. Right, yeah. If we sort of kind of keep eye, and also because that's how you can also keep a watchdog because they're like uncertain, like local politicians who might be trying to pass something kind of crazy. Um, Cut that shit the ones, off. Or the ones that you can support and uplift even to 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 higher higher high regards. And I will say this: I, there was this other um, podcast I was listening to, and there was this uh, news reporter, former news reporter. She actually quit being a news reporter because she found it to be too negative and now she's doing oh, like wow. positivity like uplifting trainings and seminars and stuff oh i love that yeah. um so yeah but mike honda his 10 year old granddaughter uh she knew that she was a girl since she was three and he wow. you know, was so inspired by her story um and he said it took a long time for people just to be comfortable with the idea that lgbs need to be protected and embraced and to understand mm-hmm. them And he said, you know, this is the effort that we're trying to make sure that people understand that every child is different, every person is different, and that they're all a gift from God. That was weird that he didn't say LGBT, but... Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe he was was saying that because he's saying, like, it took a long time for people to get to get give respect to LGP now it's time to give respect to the T too I that's what I was hoping okay yeah I'm gonna go with that like that's what he was saying which I hope absolutely. so I mean he's passing laws for it or trying to get laws passed so right well and you and I have been talking about too of like how 
Yeah, I mean, like, the tea is just the, it's, it's all consistently just sort of left out and sort of, like, the rights and activism. So I am with you, Mike Honda. Um, Thank you, Mike Honda. Before we get to Lee Daniels, just to point out that, yes, new Illinois law is men dating domestic violence training for hair aficionados, artists, stylists, and hairdressers. I love it. But it's also kind of sad that they have to mandate like, is there well, a lot of abuse going on? Well, I think that's what they're finding is that, like, I mean, if you, like, your hair, whoever, they are, like, your therapist. And, like, they know yeah. and they hear all kinds of things. And so I think it's going to help them under be another sort of line of community defense. I think it's just yeah, more ways for us to be more involved within our community. And so they have to I get, love it. if you're applying for your hair license, um, license to have hair. No. Hey! <laughs> you have to. Uh, <laughs> so silly. <laughs> you so have stupid. to uh, go through this training, so it's like a, just an additional training that you have to uh, have a certification. So I like that. I like that a lot. But yeah, like yeah, I mean, at least it's there, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's like sad that like, hmm, but at least it's there. Mm-hmm. At least it's there. Can we talk about Lee Daniels? <sighs> Trying to be positive. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Lee Daniels, and the, I think we're we're heading into a case of I have too much money itis. Yes. For those catching everybody up, so Lee Daniels has a sh- new show called Star. Lee Daniels, he did uh, he did Empire, and yes. he also did, like... Uh, Precious. Precious. He also did ten- 12 Years a Slave. Yes. He also did some weird movie when... Um, no, he, he didn't did the... do 12 Years a Slave. Uh-uh. Oh, he didn't? Oh, no. good. Okay, good. No. I'm not giving... He did The Butler. It was The Butler. Lee Daniels, yeah. The Butler. Yeah, yeah, he did not he did. do 12 years of And sleep. he was hella mad. He he was hella mad because he couldn't get funding for the butler, and he was like, Hollywood's racist. And he likes um, to throw, he likes to use racism when it, like, and, but then, like, when we're like, yeah, look at all this racism, he's like, y'all, don't use racism. It, it, he's like, racism is like, he'll, he'll talk about it in terms of, like, I don't acknowledge racism because I don't want it to have power over me. But it's like... I don't understand you were, him. You were just talking about how Hollywood was racist, but now that you got your movie made and won your award, suddenly it doesn't exist and the rest of us can't talk about it? I don't... Yeah, and now the country needs to heal, so we like need a white star for this like black show? Yeah, it's interesting. So his new show, it's like, you know, this new pop group or this new R&B... I guess it's, it's a new pop group that gets created and it uses... It's sort of like a vehicle... It's like this white girl is the lead of it. But she kind of looks black. She's like a Rita Ora to me. I still mm. have a hard time being convinced that Rita Ora is not a black woman. I'm sorry. Oh, like, I know yeah. that I need to acknowledge people's differences, <laughs> and that's me being closed-minded and terrible, but... Show me the receipts. She looks black. Show me the birth certificate. She looks black. <laughs> is this the Rita Ora birth, birther controversy here? You're getting started here at Minority Corner. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, can and I am about to say that I feel like Rita Ora has been allowed a lot of different mm. aspects in the R&B and hip hop community because, because she of looks her black. Look. And I think, I think the same so. thing kind of happens with this girl. So like, so it's interesting because it's like to tell this story that it's interesting that Lee Daniels has chosen to make the lead of this show that is specifically like it's a you know taking place in like a black community, taking place in like you know black music specifically, black sounds. And he I said think she's his, even adopted by Queen Latifah. She so she's is. like so raised she's, by black people. She's like raised by like I mean fucking Queen Latifah, right? He, and a terrible wig, by the way. And a bad wig. Where's the budget? And so <laughs> Lee Daniels said because I they're like Lee Daniels. Wait, what? And he, because he's like, you know, I think that this woman is going, this white girl is going to be the thing to heal 
America's racial divide. And he said, because I thought that instinctively the country needs to heal. And I think that this white girl is so fabulous that black people will embrace her and white people will embrace her. Why can't... There's so many different layers to that. I mean, why couldn't everyone just bl- embrace like a black woman or an Asian American woman or a Latina woman? So once again, it's like a missed opportunity. Like, I don't understand why we have to, why it has to, why the country needs to heal with a white woman. Like, no, like n- not knocking white women. Y'all are great. But uh, it's this safer complex that he's perpetuating. It's Michelle Pfeiffer and Dangerous Minds all over again. Well, and just like, I mean... I don't we don't need a savior and I just think that there are other you know POCs especially female POCs they really are great and really amazing and and really great superheroes because like you know again not knocking white women but you do not have the same struggle that these female POCs have and then here it again once again this white woman is pushed to the very forefront and to the center stage and it's one thing if you're having a dialogue and a conversation about that it's just like it's like once again and and it sucks because it's like Lee Daniels is doing it. Yeah, didn't he notice that everybody watches Empire? Just because it's a black cast doesn't mean that only black people are watching. Like I feel like him putting a a white woman in the forefront kind of says, "Hey, I want white people to watch this." When no, you should trust your white audience to just come and watch your show if it's good or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I feel like what I think could have been said, like, is like, well, it was actually down to money and I couldn't get people to produce the show unless there was a white lead. Just be fucking honest about it. Be honest. We'll be like, that makes sense. But I think like he's so far gone that like Lee Daniels, like he is so and it sucks. Like I want to like, listen, I love a lot of the things that Lee Daniels is and represents. He is a black gay man making art Mm -hmm. and entertainment. But yeah. you gotta side out your heroes. You're not infallible, and I think that he is in that same sort of level of um, he rich. He is yes. rich and disconnected. And, Too much money, itis. And I think like you know he said some inflammatory things about you know really singling out the black community and in, in, in right. terms of like homophobia. And I think like right. some of his remarks are a little dated, and I think speak to some of his own traumas that he is not exactly healed from, and he sort of lashes out. Um, right. And and because he is in such a prevalent place, people look to him and they say like, oh, I guess this is he's the representative for the black community or the black gay community. And I want to no, say he's not. He he's not. just he's one re- voice. He's a representative for himself. And there are things there are. Yes. ands to what he's saying. Yes. This and also this other thing over here that he is not experiencing or acknowledging. Amen to that. And you know what? If he didn't say shit about this show, we wouldn't be talking about it like wouldn't. this. And I we just be like, like oh, there's a new show. And I probably would have watched it, but now I can't. Like now, I'm just like, mm, I don't. Mm, I'll, it's it's on my list. Maybe if I get around to it, it's not not running to go watch it. And I mean, Empire is, is ever is everyone on Empire? Because I saw a picture. I think I saw Felicia Rashad and Tate. Diggs. Yeah, she's on it right now. And Mariah Carey. It's like if you are black, if you were if you are black and you were ever famous and are famous or want to be famous again, sign up for Empire. You're gonna be on Empire. It's there's true. There's like a list. I mean, there's Tate like a Diggs list. is like a regular on the show now. I think there's like a list like going around Hollywood and everyone's got to sign up on it. I mean, I'm scheduled to be on it next week. All right. Stacey Dash tried to. <laughs> Stacey Dash tried to sign up, and they were like, get out of here. They're like, no. Are you kidding get me? Out. She's driving away from Empire as fast as she could drive away from Kwanzaa. She's <laughs> like, I don't need this show. I don't need to be on it. Well, you ain't got no show. 
You ain't got no show, Stacey Dash. No, sorry. Easy well, target. You won. Uh, <laughs> she keeps serving it up. You won <laughs> Quizlet Corner, Aneke. Yay! Starting the new year off right. off right. This was a good one, James. Thanks for setting it up for me. Oh, yeah. You're quite welcome. Good job, girl. Up next, <laughs> Shantira Jackson. Oh, enjoy when we were younger, when we were fresh back in 2016 oh, in Chicago. It was cold. It was cold. But she but warmed it up. She warmed our hearts. And our minds. Mm. Enjoy. Well, seeing as we're still here in Chicago, we've got a special guest. Oh my God, we are so lucky. Yes, yeah. So we have uh, Shantira Jackson. Yay! Comedian, improviser, writer. Dare I say activist? Please do. I'd love that. <laughs> oh, so good. We're so glad to have you. Just we were just kind of talking. We were just like, it's just exciting for black people to get together. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was when you guys messaged me and you guys were like come over. I was like, black people, yay! Yeah. <laughs> I would love to just sit in a room with you. We wouldn't even have to talk. Yeah. Just stare at just each, other. each other. Look at that melanin. <laughs> Not as exciting for our listeners, but they would probably, like, they would just, like, listen in and, like, hear the energy. Yeah, just, like, a soft cough to yeah. everyone. Oh, yeah. And a big thank you to we are our mutual friend, Ashley Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's great. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's writer for Samantha Bee's show, and uh, she connected us to you, so we're super, thank you, Ashley. I was yeah. like, oh, that means so much to me. I think she's so wonderful. I was like, you like me? You really like me? Another <laughs> <laughs> great things to say. Oh, thank you. So how long have you lived in the Chicago area? Yeah. I've lived in Chicago for seven years. Seven years. Oh, wow. And where are yeah. you originally from? I'm originally from Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, we were actually just talking about Florida earlier. Yeah, climate change. Climate change. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be underwater soon. Oh. Into water. Well, I moved away. So. You're yeah. like, I'm safe. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. But uh, Tallahassee's closer to... It's the. It's in the panhandle area yeah. so like mm-hmm. i always say that in florida the, mm-hmm. the farther north you get the more southern you get it's like yeah. orlando on down it's like right. a lot of transplants we call them snowbirds yeah, yeah like, that's my grandma yeah, was uh, uh, upper east coast folks who moved down to boca to yeah. retire mm-hmm. but the uh tallahassee is like a 25 minute drive from georgia gotcha. so it oh, like feels uh, more like south georgia oh, wow only 25 miles it's like tw- yeah like 25 minutes it's wow. like i'm from the south so we do everything in time and um uh, like landmarks. Yeah. yeah. It's like four McDonald's away <laughs> from Georgia. It. <laughs> oh, that's so good. How is it being a uh, black artist in Chicago? Um, I think that it's it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Uh, mm. Depending on what you do. Yeah. Um, I think for the stand-up community, there's a lot of black people. Yeah. Obviously. I am an improviser. Yeah. Right. Uh, and there are not oh, really? a lot of black I feel people. like that's kind of general across the whole United States. Oh, there's yeah. not a lot of black people in improv. Do improv. It's not a lot of people. Black. There's not a lot of people who even really know what improv is. Right. Aside from like, whose line is it anyway? And oh, even, right, yeah. And they don't even know that it's called improv. They right. just know just that like, that's like, funny. Wayne that's Brady. the show I've seen. Yeah. yeah. I get called Wayne Brady all the time. I mean, he got a couple of Emmys, so it could be worse. That's I know, true. that's not bad. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I once got called, someone said you look like the stunt double for Chris Rock. That's well, weird. Well, like the stunt double? Was that person well, white? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, right. there we go. yeah, come on. Kind yeah, of, of course. Come on. They like name like the one or two black people that, that they, they know. know. Yeah. And they're like, you look like them. We black people know we got variations. We don't. We exactly. <laughs> so... we see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so why do you, I'm curious, it's so interesting to me. I wonder why there's so 
few black people who do improv? Do oh, you think it's, it's because it's, it's privilege. Yeah, it's okay. a privilege thing. I am privileged to do improv. Okay. Um, I grew up upper middle class. Yeah. I'm college educated, and yeah. I have enough money to pay for class. It's just uh, like uh, okay. it, there's classes that are involved in order for you to go up the ladder. Right. So, it, yeah. and, and it is a skill that needs to be taught. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but in order for you to be taught, you have to take a class. Yeah. So, um, I, I always like compare it to like sports. Mm. Uh, I played basketball mm-hmm. growing up and like so many black kids play basketball and football because all you need is a ball and a little bit of time. Right. right. If you want to swim or yeah. you want to play piano or you, you want to do you have to have access yeah. to people to train you. Yeah. Um, and it, Improv is a trained skill that yeah. costs money. Oh, yeah. interesting. Now, did you come to Chicago for the comedy scene here? I came here specifically for improv. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I w- went to school for broadcast journalism, and I oh, worked cool. at a news station for like two years. Yeah. Wow. Um, awesome. And I was like, ooh, I do not like the news. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> everybody is lying all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is not good for my spirit. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, I started like Googling all these um, I always considered myself like a storyteller. Yeah. yeah. Um, and since this is prevalent a lot of time for just like black people, people of color, anyone who's marginalized, the idea of being on television as a job is yeah. not something that I really not not something that I could compute. I never thought that I was like, oh, I watch TV, I can have that job. Yeah, it's yeah. just Oprah. Yeah, it's was like growing oh, up. Okay. <laughs> so Oprah, yeah. the news was a way for me to be a storyteller, and all I had to do was get my bachelor's degree in it, and right. I could work at a news station. Yeah. And then I was like, Mm-mm, I don't not I don't like this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I started looking up all these like comedians that I really loved who were storytellers. Who, who yeah. were Who were some of those comedians? Uh, Wanda Sykes. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I really love, love her. Wanda Wonderful. Recently, did you see when she? Uh, uh, yeah. She was like, "Fuck you, fuck, fuck you, you. Did, you're uh, not cool either." Yeah, and fuck you. Yeah, it was like what, like the day after the election, yeah. she was saying yeah. some, you know, she. I, we were all feeling a lot of emotions and feelings and stuff, and like I almost feel like it was it would be disingenuous for any artist the next day to just be like, "Business Yay! as usual." Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I completely understand that. Yeah, I love her. She's a wonderful storyteller, and she tells it like it is, which is one of the reasons I I like yeah. her so much. I love it. Uh, uh, there's another guy named Christopher Titus. Oh yeah, uh, I know Christopher uh, Titus. Uh, yeah, he had a I TV love, show, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he had a TV show. Mm-hmm. And like his family's all jacked up. And <laughs> I feel like every artist I know's family is all jacked up. And I was like, I can relate to this. Yes. Um, but he was done such a good job of humanizing mm. the like the the mental instability yeah. or like like what he would say is white trash, like humanizing like right. the really, really hard life he lived so totally. I, I yeah. really liked those two um, he definitely I, did a big like storytelling set that's yeah. kind of yeah, like it's what like, he did it's, yeah. it's a whole story um, his mom well he tells a story about his mom when he was younger his mom committed suicide and it's like something that it's not funny obviously yeah. but he put it in a set and he talked about how it shaped him his mm. relationship with his family and um, I always like appreciate how people who are really honest about hardships can like put it in their art. Totally. I, I love the way that he and Wanda yeah. Sykes do that. Yeah. I love it, yeah. It's something interesting you said about like humanizing these stories that we don't normally get to see. Yeah. It's almost like it's interesting to, that allows for your 
passion for of storytelling and almost truth telling. Oh yeah. When you were like wanting to be a journalist, but there were so many lies that were covering into that. And I just think that we're also interested too is 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 because hum- I feel like a lot of folks don't know these other stories. You know, yeah. I read there was a statistic that you know seventy five percent of white folks in America don't have friends that are POC, and so they don't. That makes sense. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> jumped right there. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. And 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 so it's like being and, and allowing other stories to get told is a theme that runs here on this podcast mm-hmm. as well and do you feel like what do you think sort of happens when you allow when you when we give access to other stories that don't normally oh i think it's so important yeah i mean uh it's it's really hard to um to be able to go and even see all those people who just don't live where you live yeah, I think yeah. art is such an important thing i think comedy especially yeah. uh we yeah. are so inclined even myself as a journalist i would say I like have to force myself to go and get information. I have to be in constant right. pursuit of information that doesn't appease me. Mm, um, and the average American is not going to do that because why would I want to do anything that doesn't appease me? Right. <laughs> right? So uh, what most people can all agree on is comedy. Right. So you'll go mm. to a stand-up show. You'll go mm. to Second City. You'll go to I.O. Chicago or UCB in L.A. or the Groundlings. You'll go see comedy because it's a relief from all of the information. Yeah. But since our news isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing, yeah. artists have taken the place yeah. of yeah. journalism because I ain't never scared. I'm not worried about right. what might happen to me if yeah. I work at the Washington Post because <laughs> everybody thinks I'm here for like shits and giggles. Yeah. But if you come to a, a, a comedy theater, you're going to get a whole array of people who are purposefully ignoring you in their everyday lives. Right, that's fascinating. So I found that I left journalism to do comedy because I found that I could get people who wouldn't watch my news to listen to my story and I wouldn't have to lie. Oh, I love that. I had a question. So you're like all up in the comedy world and Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of us like black people, people of color, all up in it. Would you say, since you're influencing the audience, how does it work with like your other improvisers and when you other things are brought to the table and just having your voice there, would you say, like, what's that impact like? Um, Is it upstream, downstream? Like, how does it feel? I think that it's always upstream. Um, we never punch down, mm-hmm. which because mm. I, I never want to shame anyone for not knowing something. That's good. I think that that is something that, will happen a lot in young comedians. Mm. They'll be like, uh, hey, everybody, uh, I bet you didn't know this, and then like try to show off. Um, but mm-hmm. as soon as you tell somebody that something's going to be funny, they cross their arms and tell you to prove it. Yeah. Uh, right. So, There's like, a defensiveness. Yeah, too, it's yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. you think you're smarter than me? Prove it. Uh. And they're automatically not on board with what you're trying to say. Uh-huh. So I never try to shame anyone. I, I think that as a black woman mm-hmm. in anything america in general life the struggle is a constant yeah um but i think that i always said this too with some of my directors when improv is like fun right yeah Yeah. you're like supposed to uh one of my teachers says you get to be everything you ever wanted to be and everything you never wanted to be Uh there's no typecasting in improv yeah if Mm -hmm. i decide to play donald trump or barack obama i can do that i'm never going to be able to do that in a real movie yeah right Right. um so uh I my take my time very seriously when mm. I'm on stage, which I think that my 
fellow like white improvisers don't have to. Mm. Like there will always be another white dude. There will always be another white woman. So if they decide that they want to play a magic dragon today, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Because there's probably three other white dudes who will play a senator in a scene. Yeah. And you get to see both aspects of it. Yeah. Exactly. But the odds of you seeing a black woman doing improv in general. Yeah. Unless you are going to a specifically diverse show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to waste my time being a magic dragon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know yeah, what I mean? I have an opportunity yeah. to yeah. be here. Yeah. I don't just, get to, yeah. I can't fuck around. Yeah, we so like, count. so mm. it will be funny, but it's a pretty good chance that you will learn something. Yeah. Got it. Um, and I mean, like, that is the burden that we bear until it's a place where there is a 50-50 team or the the fact that you saw a black woman or, or a person of color or, yeah. or someone from the LGBTQ community doing that as right. a, not something to be called out, then we have to work a little bit harder. It's so true. Have you seen, you know, because a lot of, there's a lot of despair and there's a lot of, oh my God, there's still so much more work to, to, to be done, which a lot of us are like not necessarily that surprised by. No. Especially black folks are never. like, we, you want to know, like know what I always say? I always say, uh, never surprised, always disappointed. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not devastated. I'm I'm not even sorry. Right. Good. I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah, yeah it's on the join, table. Join yeah. the team. Join, join, yeah. join, join the, the team. fun. Join because the fun. Yeah. You thought join the fun. I love Amber <laughs> yeah. Ruffin. Amber Ruffin. I love yeah. her so much. Um, uh, what did we think this was? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just like I I'm I am like baffled by your bafflement. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's almost like yeah, we just keep moving forward and doing yeah. the same thing that we've been doing. I got shit to do. Doing. Right. I've been doing like, the same with, thing. That's, yes. That's, I'm glad we have you on board because yeah. you yeah. thought you Thank were you. on Welcome board. Thank you. Welcome to the team now. <laughs> but yeah. that's the thing. They thought they were on board. But they yeah. weren't. They were saying they were on board and they just made the assumption that everybody else was on board because they were. Yeah. Uh, which mm-hmm. is outrageous. Especially me. I'm from the South. Yeah. So yeah. like you, I'm always like mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Does bad stuff. I do not trust it. Yep. And they're like, "It's great." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." no. no. I went to, I went to Florida State University. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tallahassee has two uh, major universities there. So there's Florida A&M, which is the largest HBCU in the world. Oh. And then in the world, in the world. Damn. Um, and then there's Florida State, mm-hmm. and we are separated by train tracks. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Which isn't like something that's like. I think purposeful. Yeah. It just so happens that there's a train track in between yeah. the but, two campuses. But yeah. there's something that's very interesting about it because I think when you're in the South or in certain regions, it's more prevalent in your face. Because like I have family who are down in Louisiana, yeah. and like the the the, the racial divide, it's it's more it, it exists in your eyes more so. Where yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like in more you know, uh, John Oliver was talking about how I. So some of the most segregated schools are actually up in the north. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they like didn't, in the Bay Area. Because they didn't have to have they didn't have to uh, do any busing or anything like that because they didn't have those as laws. But it was already just in place by how they divided up their communities. Yeah. And so you have folks who are just you know growing up just being like, oh yeah, you know, racism is done. You just don't say the N word. That's that. And yeah. I have no black friends, but it's all right. Right. Yeah. And like I just that's watch how I feel like it and, is. Yeah. Yeah. Know. And it's because they don't see it. They think it doesn't happen. Right. But right. It does happen because yeah. yeah. as soon as they started shutting down all those black schools because they were not getting the same kind of money or uh, attention yeah. that those white schools were getting and they shipped those black kids to those white schools in the north a lot of things changed yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i so okay so florida state is um 
traditionally more white then. Yeah. And that's where you went. That's where I went to school. So how did it feel to be one of the few black people at the white school across the Mm. tracks from the historical black college? I grew up in Tallahassee, um, which is, I would say, more like Florida State. Yeah. Uh, That was a choice that I made. I went to the same school as my my parents and my aunts. I, I, I went to the same school with them. And as... I will be honest, like some people are in active pursuit of that HBCU experience. Oh, yeah. I was not. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I was in active pursuit of uh, for a myriad of reasons. Some people go there because they are never surrounded by any black people yeah. right. or they want that experience of being uh, in something that is so historical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My aunt works at Florida State. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went to school for free. You yeah. have family ties. Yeah. I was just like trying to go to school. Yeah. And right. like I was, I will also say that at 18 years old, making us make that decision is so, like the person I was when I was 18. Yeah. God, do you know what I'm saying? I went into college straight. <laughs> like, Don't they look all? at me now. <laughs> three months later, wow. <laughs> you, you're like me in journal- journalism. Ooh, this is a lie. This is exactly I do not like this. I do not like my inner monologue. This is a this lie. Is a lie. Uh-oh. Oh Tell the truth and shame the devil. Uh, <laughs> how, do, how do you envision yourself moving forward over these next you know, four years as an artist and as an activist, bridging those together? And, and I don't know, what is your hope for the future or folks? Uh, my hope for the future... Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that I am so constantly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like a rage machine all the time. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm very nice, and even if I'll, I'll be, say, cordial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's but, not like you kicked in the door when you came yeah. in here. Actually, it's weird because we were talking. You're, you're, you've, you're. I don't know if you know this, but I'm feeling so inspired and hopeful by you as just Thank your you. human being and your your artistry and what it is that you're saying. And so it's interesting. But you're. It's interesting knowing the back of your head. You're like, I'm already disappointed. Yeah. But there's. I'm disappointed in, uh, uh, like. I don't even know how to say it, but like I can't. Be, I'm not satisfied. Right, that that's the I'll best say. way to put it. I yeah. can say I'm not satisfied. I shouldn't yeah. say that I uh, I am mm. uh, disappointed because uh, I think that to be disappointed is to expect something different, and I did not have a different expectation. Uh-huh. Right, uh, but I am unsatisfied, yeah. and I will not. I won't stop being a rage machine yeah. until I'm satisfied. That's good. Um, and I think that uh, my art for now, what I'm doing, is sufficient for what needs to happen right now because right now I have to get my ducks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's like planning ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this election also moved me in a way that like has me altering like my life plans and goals. Like I was like, oh, I'm I'm an actor. I'm a comedian. When I finish the projects that I'm currently uh, working on, I'll move to LA and then I'll start over. Like I've like a lot of people do. I moved to Chicago with nothing yeah. and then I yeah, built a build friend base and a, a work base and then I'll move to LA with the things that I've learned and the contacts that I have and I'll start over and I'll try to get famous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's plan. Was, that was the plan. And, but like yeah. amazing though because you can you are using that platform though to be able to affect change. Yes, yeah. now it's a different plan. Well, yeah. I think my my plan now is that uh the same thing when i went into school for journalism i was like oh the only way that i'll be able to tell my stories is if i'm a journalist and then i realized that as a comedian i could do that in a way that was more beneficial beneficial for my people yeah. and mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. don't think that they are my people but mm-hmm. but they are yeah right i love yeah. that i love um, that so i think that after this election i was like oh i'll go be an actor but i think i might be transitioning more into like 
the way that I, I, I'm in a show right now that I have to I don't have to go to work till like seven thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So my entire days are free. Yeah. Mm. So I'll probably spend not even probably I'll spend the next year researching. Yes. Saving money, uh, and figuring you. out ways to be more politically influential here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and even though I was like, I'm going to move to L.A., moving to L.A. means starting over in a way that is politically not efficient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of folks are having to sort of restructure. Because I, I myself, I'm an actor as well. Yeah. And I you know, just moved to New York last year. And now I'm thinking like, okay, maybe I need to go get me an actual seat at the table of like going. Yeah. For, I think there's even some of us artists and, and, and activists could have seats at the table by running for office yeah. local offices and I and plan on it like, no, that me is, too that's yeah. what I plan oh, on doing me. I, sp- I, I plan on spending the next year figuring out a way yeah. to make that a feasible option that's good. because I think one thing that uh, Voldemort, he who shall not be named, we used to call him that too. We call him D Double Butt. Yeah. One of the things that he has shown me is that um, I have been a staunch. Uh, I- I've been someone who did not believe in the American dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was not built for us. No. With us in, in yeah. mind. We have yeah. a separate but, course. Yeah, completely separate. But he has actually given me the opportunity to be like, oh, the American dream is real. You can literally be nothing and become everything. Mm. Yeah. And the idea for me was like, uh, me and my friends were talking about this. Like uh, in school, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't like physics. I don't want to learn physics. There's going to be someone who wants to be a physicist and they'll do all the physics, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we took that same mentality into our public offices. Yeah. I don't want to be a public servant. I don't want to go into politics. But the people who are going into politics will be studying it, becoming the best version of themselves for it, yeah. and then they'll do it. And right? that didn't happen. And that that is the only thing. That's the one thing that I see in America, yeah. where that is the only case in that. Right? Yeah. If you want to be a teacher or a doctor, I don't want to be a fucking doctor. But a heart surgeon is gonna go to school, yeah, yeah. learn how to take care of my heart, yeah. and then go be a be a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Politics is not like that. No. White men grow up, see that it's power, and say, "I like that," yeah. and then they run. Yeah, and get and, that power without the research. Yeah. yeah, and we as people of color, and we. Women especially mm. will very rarely, if ever, apply for a job or take a job when we do not have the qualification for it because mm. we want to go in overqualified, yeah. right? Right. Yes. It's, you, we, you feel like you have, have to. to be overqualified. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we have just been proven in the highest example yep. that you can literally have zero experience and accomplish the greatest of goals. Absolutely. So I'm changing trajectory. It's Beautiful. time to do it. Because I literally could go with a bachelor's degree in communications and be the president in the United States and I, Shantira Jackson, have more credentials yes. than the actual current president. Yes. So I think that what has happened is an uprising of people realizing that being afraid of not knowing enough yeah. mm-hmm. is actually helpful because being in active pursuit of information seems to be the only thing that will save us, yeah. and all the people in charge are not. Absolutely. You know, and I yeah. love that because I'm a librarian, so I'm <laughs> always about people yeah. finding information, yeah. the right information, mm-hmm. and being aware. Yeah. I think that we've just been in a cloud, and if anything, this is like a silver lining, like you're saying, 
It is cleaning the the slate clean. That anybody yeah. can get involved. We need to anybody can do anybody it. Can. And I said this before. It's like how oft, how long did we expect that these pri- primarily, uh, you know, straight white dudes to be the voice of us? If the if if they're supposed to be representatives of the people, then we just need to we need to be our own voices and have more of those people ch- being champions for our actual yeah. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think what was always a fear for I know I'll even say for myself was oh if I did that. They'd ask me, what gives you the right? Mm. What experience do you have? Why do you think that you'll be better than this person? And we can literally say, well, Donald Trump didn't have any experience, yeah. so we should move on to the next question. Absolutely. Yeah, He's go. literally given us an answer yes. for all inexperience. Yeah, exactly. Because, I, I, you know, I've you know, had my, sometimes still do, party boy days or whatnot. And, I, you know, there's we all, we all, we all have things, but now it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it we all have matter. a past, you and don't, who cares now? And you don't have to have a cookie. Long there's gone are the days of having to be cookie cutter and perfect. So yeah. it's, it, and I think the same way. And it's so, he cracked that weird glass ceiling that we didn't know existed yeah. Yeah. so any and everyone can do it right and, but at the same time that means any and everyone can do it yeah. right so the yes. same people who will do it use it for good yeah. the same people who will i've said a many a fuck on twitter yeah right? <laughs> it doesn't matter it's it doesn't okay. matter now okay. the troll is there. yeah but the same person who the same people who are alt-right yeah. on Twitter now yeah. in their 20s mm-hmm. can do the same thing. Exactly. So we have to be yeah. equally prepared. But yeah. that's where the knowledge base comes in. Yeah. Since our past does not matter now, yeah. right. we have to be very, very diligent about mm. our future. Very so true. true. So that's where the research comes yeah. in. That's where yeah. you have to know. You have to know more because they are going to say that you don't have to know anything, yeah. and that's fine. But, but if you do, it's even better. It's but even if you better. do, it's even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I this has been I feel I'm pumped. Are you like and like it's been a really wonderful theme since the election on our podcast and I feel like you've like helped us continue push that torch even that much further between so being an, an artist and activist and member here in America of like it's it's now on us to yeah. to get more involved and, and and to go forward with it. So, oh, how can our uh how can our, our corner kids find you, follow you or are you on oh, Twitter? Oh yeah, I love social Promote media. Yourself. Promote yourself. Oh, sure. <laughs> I am on Twitter uh at Tira Sun, so it's like Shantira Jackson is like the last parts of my name. So it's T-I-R-A underscore S-O-N mm-hmm. on Twitter. And then Instagram. Um, I love to take pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Me too. It's just, uh, I was trying to convince James that it was a good platform. Ooh, Instagram is bae. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just uh, Tira underscore Tira underscore Tira. So Tira, Tira, Tira. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I I think I have a Tumblr, but don't follow it because I do not update it. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr under construction. And if you're in Chicago, look out for yeah, uprising yeah. mm-hmm. in all kind of different directions coming at you like Cleopatra. Oh, ooh, yes. Do you remember that song? <laughs> oh, yes, very British. And British. I love they black people. British. I know, yes, right? That's one of my themes. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you yeah. so much for having me. We, yeah, the Corner Kids. We, we we're right we're right with you as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, all this melanin can't get enough. Can't get enough. So good. So good. The great questions of your life. The great questions of your life. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Put ketchup on a hot dog. Toilet paper. Over or under? Toilet paper. Star Wars, Star or, Star Wars Trek? or Star Trek? Fear not, my friends. Mark and friends. Hal always reach the definitive answer. Simply listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal. 
every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on Maximum Fun. We got this. Your better self is right around the corner. Namaste. I hope y'all enjoyed that interview. I felt fucking... And actually, what a great way to start the year, right? I think Shantira Jackson holding it down. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, talented, great way to start the year. Yes. I feel rejuvenated about the year. Me too. I yes. feel super rejuvenated. I'm ready. 2017, you better watch the fuck out. I'm about to conquer your ass. You're going to get conquered. And I will say this, y'all. You're going to hit bumps. You're going to, you know, yes. three steps forward, four back. Right. Opposites attract... Paula Abdul, MC Scat Cat. Are all you of that. are you bebopping right now? What's happening? <laughs> this is, I was just two steps forward, two steps back. back. We come together because opposites, opposites attracting. You, you know it ain't. What I'm saying is, hmm? it's a natural fact. Are we just going into it? Um, but what I'm saying is that, like, you know, like even myself, like I falter on my like buddhist mindfulness practice like yeah sometimes and i will tell you this especially if you are doing like buddhist like you're doing meditation and mindfulness yeah you're gonna find sometimes you're gonna be like wait why i'm i feel like i'm more angry Mm. what it is is that you're actually being just more sensitive to feelings and emotions and things that are coming up yeah because usually they just rage without and you don't even notice or these things happen and so it's sort of like just keep digging closer into your practice or whatever it is that you're doing. I love this. Uh, you know, breathing. Perseverance. Whatever, re- perseverance. Whatever it is, like, if you're focusing on being positive, it's like, you know, you're having to unlearn how many, for many years of way of practicing or living something. So, yeah. you know, do it, write things on the wall, post-it notes, whatever it is that you have to do to continue, continue feeding your own self and your, nurturing yourself and your own positivity and your love because... We've got a lot of work to do. To the world needs us, right? I and love this. This the is only great. way that we're going to be able to do that is if we really nurture ourselves yes. and nurture each other. So be patient with yourself. Some days you're going to be a raging beast, and that's okay. Forgive yourself. Move forward. It's and totally just keep fine. Going forward. Yeah. yeah. Aw, so. I don't have anything to contribute because I think that you just said it all perfectly. Well, happy fucking New Year, bitches. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Had to put some swag on it. How do you know? Yeah. Gotta mix it up. Can't... Mix it up. Um, you guys can continue in this new year. Keep sending us in uh, little voice memos. Yes, voice memos, minority corner with a K at gmail.com. Yes. Tweet, tweet us. Tweet, tweet. Minority corner with a K. Send out your tweets. We'll retweet them. Playground. Oh my god. Join the playground. Join the playground. The Corner playground Kid Playground. Yeah. Like we our page. Like our page. Um, and Happy New Year. And let us know how your New Year's resolutions are going or the, your goals for the year. Yes. Um, let us know. Keep us posted. Minority Corner is here to support you. Like, if you're like, I need someone to make sure that I, you know, message my senator by february we'll do that we'll be we'll keep we'll, we'll check in for you yeah you need a workout buddy someone to just you know message you and be like hey did you work out today you're we'll signing us up for a lot you tend to sign us <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> oh yeah 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 but the corner will be there to help you out yeah or whatnot. we love and support We're, you not just us but, but just we- the corner <laughs> We got things to do, y'all. We got to record these episodes and research and live our lives and stuff, too. So it's a lot. But it does take a village. It does. It takes a village, and we are one. 
All right, well, and I, I got to get out of here because I got to go watch the new Star Wars. Yes, you need to go see this movie. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Aneka gives it the stamp of approval. I liked it. She gives it two titties up. Both my titties way up. <laughs> just perks to the sky. That is the highest movie rating you can get. So <laughs> Star Wars, Rogue, Star Wars, New Wars, War, Star Wars, Lady Wars. It's just the Rogue One. Star Wars, Rogue One. <laughs> Two titties up. It's got a lot of sub subtitles. Two titties up for Minority Corner. <laughs> I'm off to go see this. Well, all right, Village. Village out. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yay. Yay. Sending love, balls. positivity. And balls. Just all the nuts. All the nuts, but not for me because I'm allergic. Unless they are hanging from some guy's body. Happy New Year. <laughs> love podcasts, comedy, and creativity, and you're looking for some new friends to share them with, why not check out MaxFunCon 2017? MaxFunCon is a chance to get away from it all, spend a weekend laughing, and return inspired to create amazing things. Join us for MaxFunCon in Lake Arrowhead in June, or MaxFunCon East in the Poconos in September, and prepare yourself for one of the best weekends of your life. Tickets are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.